victory Monday edition of Blaine and Mickey is on your radio. That's right. It is a two-time defending, well, a two-time AFC, two-time straight AFC South champion Titans victory Monday show. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Titans got it done, really just destroyed the Dolphins. If you'd been listening to the pregame show yesterday, you would have heard one Blaine Bishop say, Hey man, the Titans are a much better team than these guys. They're a much better team. They 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 got to win this game. They're a much better team than these guys. You were very casual about yeah, it, yeah. and and that's funny. There's been three or four times this year in the post game show, or maybe on a Friday, where you've just kind of sit. Yeah, usually on the pregame show. So y'all got to listen to that. Shout out League Company, and Blame will just casually we'll just be talking about any particular thing, and Blame will just offer this up. Hey man, I've watched these guys. Titans are a better team. Than these guys, they 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 gonna beat these guys. Yeah. And, and usually time, I'm always on the nerve. I'm a little nervous. I know, but you've been <laughs> right every time you said it. Yeah, they they, yeah, they were the better team. And I don't want to take anything away from the Dolphins. You know, I'll, I I never poo poo on victories against lesser opponents. Well, then we should go back and poo poo on the Jets who beat the Titans, the right. Texans, and whoever else beat them, and they should have beat. Uh, so. Uh, you never can do that in the NFL. It's a week-to-week league, and if you have your best and who's available and not available, and do you bring your A game? Uh, so, yeah, any week you can be beat, do not look at records. If they have capable players specifically on offense, and let alone the quarterback, they're always capable. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I see the Jets almost got Tampa Bay right there at the end. And then I watched Wilson. You know, he he's much improved now compared to in the beginning of the season. Yeah, He is a better player today than he was in the beginning, and he's a better player than Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence has not gotten better. Mm. Now, you could say that's partly coaching, uh, but at the end of the day, some parts of it is him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he he has to get better and figure it out too, uh, so yeah, Wilson's gotten better and he he looks like uh, he's probably a better natural thrower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Trevor is more the big specimen and a strong arm, but is he a natural thrower or the or is he a stiff thrower? You know, with power, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's the big, you know, rangy guy. So when I saw Wilson, I said. You know what? The Jets, they're on the right track. They got a really good defense. They get a couple more pieces on offense, get the line shored up, stay a little more healthier. I think they got a shot to do drastic improvement. AFC East is on the way up. Is that the, yeah, the, the New England yeah. Jets, Dolphins, Bills. Bills. Dolphins. They, they, they're yeah. going to be, woo. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, Ian Rappaport. So Mike Vrabel addressed Derrick Henry today. You heard that in Lucas's update, and if you missed it, we'll play that in just a second. But there's a lot of talk about Derrick Henry possibly returning to practice this week. This is what Ian Rappaport said about the situation. The odds are pretty good. And ever since Derrick Henry broke the broke his foot, a Jones fracture, broke the fifth metatarsal in his foot, finished the game somehow, and then had surgery on, I believe, November 1st, Uh, The thought from the Tennessee Titans has been that they're going to get Derrick Henry back either in very late December slash early January or for the playoffs. And now it seems that they do not need him for week 18. Conceivable he could play this week, but I would say unlikely. But for the playoffs, they are expecting him back. And just think about where this could be headed. Uh, As Mike Rabel alluded to, they could open his 21-day window on Wednesday, have him practice this week, some light stuff, just kind of get ready and either play in a playoff game the next week or playing a playoff game the following week. And you know, Tom, that when a guy has been doing, all he's been doing is rehabbing. 
getting ready, getting in shape, rehabbing. With no wear and tear, he is going to be in very, very good shape to hit the field at a time when so few players have fresh legs. So that was Ian Rappaport on Derrick Henry. Now, Mike Vrabel again was asked about it today. Obviously, as Titans fans know, this uh, tomorrow will be nine weeks from his initial surgery. Mike Vrabel was asked about the possibility of him going into that 21-day window. Where you, We have our sound effect? Yeah. Oh, every time an angel gets its wings, that sound. And also <laughs> when a Titan returns in the three-week window off of IR where you can practice, but they don't have to make you active until – well, they have until the very end of that time where you go back. This is what Mike Vrabel said about the possible return of the King to practice. Yeah, I, you know, we had discussed it. I don't, we'll see where that goes. You know, he's doing some work today, and, you know, we'll see where that, when that window opens and probably make a decision midweek. So Mike Vrabel, a man, a few words again today. But, well, Wednesday. So yeah. we'll know Wednesday. Yeah, so all the fans. All the people are going to lose their minds. Wednesday. Yeah, people are going to find out. Yeah, they will lose their minds, Mick. You're right. You think, I mean, they're gonna the roof is gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be on fire. What a slice say this place what? don't have no roof. Derrick Henry's practice ain't gonna have no roof because oh, it'll be like him whacking that helmet on a stick and all the things that he does in practice again, and people are gonna lose their uh, minds, ever living mind. And then the question becomes: <laughs> you put that rascal on an airplane, and you fly that rascal to Houston, and give him a sack of Whataburger the night before. Oh, and then, look at you, superfood Whataburger. And then, oh, I, 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 I could soak up five curious. I think after a sack of Whataburger, yeah, that superfood maybe water and then burger <laughs> so i don't know about the superfood but it is tasty come on man you made it the is, oilers as an eighth round rookie because you ate water burger every day yeah yeah that, that might have helped me every other day i, I had a did. rotation there <laughs> going on as a single youngster what was the other place uh papa papa dose and they had papa seafood oh that's like that's so, that, that's the good so stuff I would do papa dose papa Cheetos, Papa Do's, and then Whataburger. That was all right there next to my glorious townhome that I... Uh, that was a much oh. cheaper option on that third day with Whataburger. Yeah, it was. Man. Yeah, five I bucks. Yeah, just drive through right on the way home, man. I didn't even have to get up and get out of the house anymore. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and now they got, like, you know, complicated diet to get served all day over there, and y'all were eating Whataburger oh, in a sack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was doing a little protein shaking on my own and everything else, but nothing to the level that they have today, that's for sure. All right, uh, we'll continue to update anything to do with uh, Derrick Henry as the week goes on, as Blaine said. We'll all know on Wednesday if he practices or not. Uh we start doing our Ding Dong of the Week segment. Usually we do that in the second segment of the 2 o'clock hour. But Wayne in Nashville has been holding. Joey from Cross Plains. Let's go ahead and sneak in a couple of bonus Ding Dongs uh, in this segment, courtesy of our friends at Mark Spain Real Estate on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Wayne in Nashville, uh, tell us your Ding Dong for this week, as we do every Monday. Hey, guys. Happy New Year's. Uh, Blaine Mickey. Happy New Year. Pleasure to be on the show. Um Real quick, uh, make it short and sweet. New City Bowl, Tennessee Volunteers versus the Purdue Boilermakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like those those uh, refs wanted to leave and get out, get home, right? <laughs> uh, Tennessee Volunteers clearly, 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 clearly won that game. Even Paul Feinbaum himself said it. So Tennessee uh, won that game. Uh, y'all's thoughts and opinions. I appreciate y'all. Happy New Year's. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, the thing at the end was a touchdown. He stuck the ball across the the, the goal line, mm-hmm. 
and then you hear the whistle blow. To me, the play is not over till the whistle blows. But now, when the whistle blows, the plane the, the play is over. That dude clearly was it the second whistle or was it the first whistle? I, I, any whistle. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I saw all kind of things on Twitter, and look, I wanted to be a touchdown, but it looked like his forward momentum was stopped. Yeah, and then there was a time where you then he reached the ball. So I, you know, and then you hear the whistle blow after that. Yeah, so I don't know if there was another whistle, and that was just when the referees running in. Mm-hmm. Is that the second whistle that we actually heard? Uh, it's just unfortunate. Uh, you got to be uh, clear cut that the rest, you know, refereeing was. Officiating was not very good in that game anyway. It was on both sides, so yeah. it, it, it happens. Uh, uh, but I, I get it. It looked like he scored, and the whistle blew afterwards. Uh, so that was a, a t- great that's a tough, game, tough too. Yeah, oh, it was an oh, awesome game. So Offensively, much fun. people want to see points. Yeah, it was, man, a lot of you, you see this in a lot of these bowl games, man. No defense, seven on seven. Think about this, though. If that had been like seven to six, everybody would have said the game sucked, and it would have been the, the defense would have been great. Yeah, it would have you been. You know, great. what was the Alabama Georgia game from several years ago? It finished six to three or whatever, and oh, people man. said that game was terrible. I, the defense was incredible yeah. in that game. Hey, I, I have to admit, being a defensive guy, I do why, love watching points put up. It, oh, you it's like a, that. It's a, oh. it's, no, it's a little entertaining. Okay. Uh, much more entertaining and exciting and riveting because you don't know where it's going to end. When does it end? And that's kind of I like watching that. If I was on the team or coaching the team, I know, <laughs> no, I don't. But for entertainment purposes, yes, entertainment was, purposes. Yeah, it was it was awesome to watch. Uh, I wish Tennessee could have won, but man, I didn't even realize that. I, I looked at the record, but the Boilermakers, man, Brom has done a good job. I mean, man, that they don't have a lot of elite players on their team. Even the kid who. Caught for what two hundred yards, or, you know. So I mean, this guy he transferred from Marshall because of some situation there at home. I think someone's sick. Everything else, I don't, I don't even, man, I don't even know if he's an NFL prospect. They're missing their top two receivers. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, yeah, Bell is. I, I know him because he's from Indianapolis and he was Mister Football. Mm. So that was no shocker that he has done what he's done there at Purdue in a three-year short window. <laughs> yeah, so nobody was shocked by that. He's a phenomenal athlete, but uh, yeah. Yeah, they and then they had their pass rusher mission, but they they don't have a. I, I didn't really see even the quarterback was a walk on mm-hmm. who then became a scholarship player who was a quick decision maker and had enough talent in his arm to make all the throws that were you know in college. So I I just didn't see a lot of you know NFL talent on their team. Yeah. So I, I, I will if you when you hear just think about this when you hear Tennessee football. Purdue football playing in a matchup, nobody thinks that Tennessee is not winning that game. Oh no, they're not a big at favorite. all. Just yeah. on the history alone. Yep. So it shouldn't have been close like that. If you want to be upset, you know, I know the last play, but they, they should have beat them, you know, by at least ten points. Yeah, and they were big favorites in the game. Mm-hmm. All right, ding dongs are lining up. Uh, Joey, Eric in Nashville, who teased his ding dong last night in the Titans uh, post game show. Tony in Nashville. Uh, Lonzo put his in the Zone TV chat earlier. I've got it. We have our ding-dongs. Uh, and my ding-dong this week is a panda-sized ding-dong. Well, Whoa! Yeah, that's coming up. Blaine that, and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. <laughs> <laughs> You know when you hear keep their heads ringing, that means one thing. It's time for ding-dong of the week on Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, ring a ding, ding, 
dong. You can go to markbainrealestate.com and get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Or as we like to say, don't be a ding dong. Use Mark Spain. Appreciate them sponsoring this segment. Uh, Joey and Cross Plains was kind enough to hold through the break. We'll get Joey. We'll get Eric. We'll get Tony. We'll get your ding dong as well if you want to share it with us. 615-737-1045. Joey, welcome in, and let's hear about your first ding dong of 2022. All right, my fam. So my ding dong goes to James Franklin. Mm. You know, wow. I was used to be a fan of his until, you know, until he left my belo- my beloved doors. Um, you know, got his rear kicked this weekend by, you know, Show Arkansas, did. which I love it. You know, it's it's amazing. You know, he should have stayed here, but, you know, he's the idiot and the ding dong that left. And uh, to answer another one of your questions earlier, you know, MVP for the team, I'm giving it, I'm giving this out as for two, for co-MVPs. Mm-hmm. And that would be uh, for uh, uh, Ben Jones mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the quarterback because, man, them two have taken a beating all year long, and they're still standing. So those are my two MV- uh, Titans MVPs. I love that because Show my good nobody ever asked me. I was going to go with Ben Jones. Boom. Yeah, I was. Yeah. He's been constant, consistent, and uh, – Tannehill has been up and down. I know he's the quarterback, but it's almost so easy to give it to Tannehill. Uh, but I think uh, the the offensive line, but stapled by the consistency of Ben Jones being in every game, still running the football, still getting it done. I got to go with him. He's the quarterback of the O line, and he I don't think he missed a game. And and, yeah. and he's been beat up and just played through everything. Oh, that dude's a rock. I, I just I just want to. Uh, see uh, when it, when it's super cold, him walk out there with with uh, you know just uh, his shorts on. <laughs> I was gonna go a little further than that, but uh, we already had a ding dong segment. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, cold and ding dong. I love that one, though. That's man. awesome. Let's get Eric in Nashville next. Eric actually called another show on this station to preview his ding dong last night on the Titans Talkback show. Eric, yeah, you you teased us with the oh, ding dong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually got. I'm gonna say that for last. It's the best one. I actually have three ding dongs, and all three of them involved. That's gonna look kind of weird, there, they, man. That three ding dongs. That's, that's kind of weird looking. All, all, all of them involved the Titans Dolphins game yesterday. Okay, my. Yeah, my ding-dong number one has to go with the lady that did the national anthem yesterday. I don't know what that was on that <laughs> guitar that she had, electric guitar, whatever that was. I don't know if she was nervous or whatever it was, but it was cringeworthy, and this time, like, she skipped some verses when she was doing that yesterday. That's her interpretation my, my of the She got really nervous, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah, hear her, though, yeah, but I'm going I'm to yeah, trust yeah. you on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. People at the game, pregame, they'll know what I'm talking about at with the National Anthem. Number two, ding dong, the idiot that ran on the field at the end oh, of the I third quarter. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. I tell you what, I, I, I wish somebody would lit him up, like either from the Titans or the Dolphins. I know the problem was loud. He got his five minutes of fame, but of course, after that, he'll probably never be allowed in Nissan Stadium again. And guys, my ding dong number three, this is the one I kind of teased. You know, one of the things that's always interesting is I watch all these gambling shows to hear what they pick on these games. Uh-huh. And there's one that's on ESPN called Daily Wager. Mm-hmm. The only person that picked the Titans was the first lady they had. She said she expected the Titans to roll. She said she was not impressed with who the Dolphins had played. She wasn't impressed with Tua. And she expected the Titans to win easily, which that exactly happened. The other analyst, one, stayed away from the game because he said he didn't trust Tua or Tannehill. Another guy just went with the other. 
under, but two of the guys picked the Dolphins. And one a lady, her name was Anita Marsh. This is what she said. She said, I'm on that tour train. Well, the tour train is off the tracks, my dear. And i tell you what she also said. She's called Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, because he said she expected him to throw a pick yesterday. They also talked about the fact that the weather conditions, they expected the Titans to play like they did against the Texans, which they did not do. In fact, the Titans had no turnovers. She thought the Dolphins were going to rack up some sacks. They only got one sack yesterday. In fact, the Titans' defense had four sacks. Tua had three uh, turnovers yesterday. And I'm telling you what, I think definitely everybody's off the tour train, and I think definitely the Dolphins offseason now are going to probably be looking for a quarterback. Y'all take care, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk to you again soon. Eric, Uh, thank you, man. Just handing out holiday ding-dongs to everybody. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think if the Watson situation there with the Texans uh, gets cleared up to some extent where they can eventually trade them, I think the Dolphins, I think, have a couple first-round picks or something like that. So I think that's where he's going to go. I think, yeah, Tua, Tua is a uh, in the NFL. He, he's a borderline start. I would say he's a backup. He, he's just a, he doesn't have the arm talent for the the NFL. I mean, they literally brought in Jacoby Brissett to throw a deep ball. Yeah, I mean, they they did that. Yes, they're acknowledging that he doesn't have a strong arm. The coaches, they didn't try to hide it. That's it. No more. I, I love to a great guy and all, but nah, no dink and dunking going on here, people. <laughs> yeah. Let's get uh, Tony in Nashville. Again, if you want to share a ding dong with us, people are doing it in the Zone TV chat, or you can call us on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline, 615-737-1045. Tony in Nashville, what you got, man? Let's hear about it. Hey, happy new year, fellas. Happy new year. Uh, happy new year too. My, my ding dong is for Josh Heifel up at Tennessee. I mean, people could talk about uh, the referees call and all of that. Mm-hmm. But if you gave 10 coaches in this league the same uh, scenario he had with being on the 45 yard line of the opposing team uh, with 17 seconds to go, full complimentary of of uh, timeouts left, and you got one of the better field goal kickers in the league, and all he needs is 10 yards to get into field goal range <laughs> to win the game. He made decisions like he was he was behind, and he was desperate to catch up, and ended up with a 56-yard field goal. And down on the goal line mm-hmm. on that play, he gave himself one option. They hadn't been able to run the ball up the middle on them boys all day long. And he, if he had, a, with the athletes he had in the back, in the back, if he'd have gave himself a run pass option, maybe it would have been a little bit better. I get off and listen. That's yeah. Hard to disagree with that. Right That's there. what I was trying to say earlier is that there were other times where they could have made some decisions and that it could have kind of changed the way the game went. And I think some coaches go into the bowl games uh, a little looser. And, and mm. when I say that, that they go for it on fourth down where right. a regular season game, they wouldn't have. And I think that's what he was thinking. Like, let's play to win. Let's have some fun out here. Let's let's go for it. You know, but I, I want to win and then kind of go that far, especially where you're at with the program. Mm-hmm. You want to finish on a positive note, so you want to do everything you can to try to win the game. And his mind, he may have thought he did, but I, I thought there were some critical decisions there that uh, kind of are questionable. And it's naturally when they don't work, then they're always going to be questionable. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They that offense has no problem throwing it deep anytime ever. Yeah. Even when it's not the most feasible play, 
Amen. We're going to throw it deep. That's who we are, what we do. Mm-hmm. And they threw deep sometimes. There's like, hey, man, you got timeouts and a little bit of time. You can throw right in the middle of the field. field. Yeah, it was open. And even uh, with Hooker, if we want to be critical there in the first quarter, right there in the first couple of drives, he missed some guys that were open that he threw to. He overthrew. Uh, so there was just a lot of opportunity there where they, the game should have, at some point, got out of reach where Purdue was should have been a lot more desperate. They just kept hanging around and kept believing. Got to knew they were going. You know, you got to know that they were going to be mentally tough because of the teams that they beat. Yeah, they beat some high level teams in the Big Ten, and uh, they took them down. And that team had a lot of fight. <laughs> they wanted to win that game just as much as Tennessee did. And then, you know, most of the fan base Purdue fan base actually traveled pretty well, but yeah. it was definitely more so Tennessee. And it, it felt like it was a home game. And yeah. I, I think that kind of they rallied around that. Yeah, anytime somebody says, no, nobody cares, there's too many, whatever. Watch that game. Tell me both teams didn't want to win it. Mm -hmm. Stadium full of fans, both teams wanted to win that game. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that leads me to my ding-dong. Let's do it. Actually, because, you know, with all the the rationale of if college players should play or not play in bowl games, especially if you're not in the playoff of Final Four teams, you know, and then if something bad happens, you got to know, I'm sure these guys are getting great advice the risk reward, you know, for it. And, uh, you know, Matt Corral kind of has kind of been the poster child for that. And, you know, whether you play and the chance of you getting injured or highly likely and, uh, you know, and that you just hope you can get through games. Other players played, didn't get injured, and some did, and some a little more severe than others uh, and how much that is. But I don't, I don't like people attacking them, whether they play or don't play. It's mm-hmm. their personal decision. Live with it, respect it. And keep it moving, regardless. I mean, the players have a lot at risk at stake in millions of dollars, especially if they're a top, you know, two or three round player. Uh, you know, they're going to be NFL, you know, good players. You at least initially think that, and have uh, a lot of money at stake. So if they want to play. That's up to them. Uh, must know the risk. If they don't, then that's okay too. It's yeah. their decision, their personal decision, and and keep it moving. Don't 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 go after the players for not or or for people saying that they did play. Just, just, just stop that, please. Yeah, it's, it's enough. It's their decision. So if they, they got to live with their decision. Amen to all of that. Well said. Uh, more ding-dong phone calls. And people, it's it's 2022, and, and people are calling in to share a ding-dong with Blaine, Mickey, and Lucas. Uh, Charlie and Franklin, up next. Hey, Charlie. Yeah, uh, I, I I hate to say this, but uh, the city of of Nashville covered their greens. Okay, this is a ding dong. The the city of golf city of our golf courses in Nashville uh-huh. closed their greens on Thursday because they needed to cover them yesterday. So for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, when it was seventy degrees. Not one soul could play golf in Nashville on our public courses. Somebody ought to be responsible for that. I talked to Forest Crossing or Franklin Bridge, and they had a record day of golf on Saturday. Mm. That's my ding-dong. Oh, avid golfer, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, how could they do that? A if hole it in one, ding dong. Yeah, yeah. How could they close the, the greens when it was 70 degrees? Three days to cover them Even up. Even if you decided to close your <laughs> greens, you, you sent out a mass email that we changed our mind <laughs> to reopen and the gates will flood open for oh. golfers and golf balls going all over the place. 
So, yeah, I completely agree with that, being that uh, I'm just a novice golfer. Yeah, me neither. But three <laughs> days of 70 degrees and no golf to prepare for well, you know, today. I, I wanted him to follow that up to say that they actually opened it up on Saturday Sunday Sunday when it was no, horrible. He, he called snow. places. They <laughs> broke records. I didn't ask Vegas. Dang, that's <laughs> I didn't see that ding dong uh, yeah, coming. Yeah. <laughs> Corey and Hendersonville up yeah, next. Yeah, yes, you didn't either. <laughs> Corey, what you got, man? Not much, Mickey. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you guys believe that there's meaning in a name? That there's who with the what? That there's meaning in a name. In other words, if I tried calling you Mikey, Mikey's not your name, correct? Uh, Sure, yes. That is not my name. Okay. So for your caller that has called in the past few weeks that you allowed on the postgame show that keeps on calling Deontay Foreman, Deontay Freeman, (laughs) that is my ding-dong for the week. (laughs) We get out of because they mispronounce Mariota's name all the time. Yes. Pronounce the guy's name right. Corey, I agree, man. We get so many phone calls. Yeah. This is we we, we, we actually kind of ignore it. I do because yeah. you know so many people calling. You don't know if they've been tipsy or not. Right. We're trying to have fun and really trying keep to address the question and just yeah. kind of keep it moving. Really, to be honest, but I, I got what you're saying. Try to get, try to get the name right. Yeah. It, it's it's for me and, and Corey. Well, hey man, we, we'll got, like laugh and look at each other right. when we're all three on there. Like he, he didn't even say his name right, but you know we're not gonna, we're not here to you know mess with people. But it's like fifty phone calls, forty phone. It, we've yeah. had more phone calls this mm-hmm. year than in all the other years combined total that I've hosted a Titans pre and post game show with you and Doctor Smooth. It's just been amazing the response to that show, and we love it. But yeah, stuff like that, we we just get so many calls, we typically keep it moving. But I we mean, people are too. still getting. Mariota wrong. Still, to yeah, this day. And, and even national guys. It's all national yeah, guys yeah, worse can, than anybody. get it wrong. So, I, you know, yeah, it is just, uh, hey, it is what it is. Buddy and Mount Julia sure, next up with right the ding dong. What's going let's on, stick, buddy? Let's stick with numbers. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got ding dong for uh, Gentry Estes. I think he thought he was uh, saying what everybody wanted to hear or what, but uh, uh, the referees got it wrong. And you can debate it and debate it and debate it. The only thing that matters is that uh, he moved the ball before the whistle blew. And he wasn't on the ground. He was laying on top of another guy. Yes, he was. And they said after it, after they talked about it and talked about it, they, they told that they told Heifel that they couldn't do anything about it, that he was, they were right, but they couldn't do anything about it. Well, I'm going to tell you, I don't think that's right. I just don't. And I was so... Um, it's to serve for about $20 million to hurt my career if I were Apple. Well, buddy, appreciate the phone call. He's talking about a Tennessee and Ryder. I mean, they, they write what they see. And I didn't see the particular article by, by Gentry. I, I didn't see it. But uh, I, I know I enjoy reading his writing when I get a chance. You can't really sue a writer for giving his opinion. I wonder if a fan ever sued a coach for uh, making a bad decision. That's kind of like what he's saying do. A writer writing about what he thought he saw. I mean, haven't people sued people because their coffee was hot and they spilled it on themselves? Yeah, Yeah. you can. So, I mean, that's kind of what it is. I mean, there was a lot of plays in that game that you could question that they, whether it was referee calls or or calls by the coaches on play calling or, uh, you know, that they should (laughs) have played better or should have won the game. Let's just say that. I, I thought Tennessee was the better team throughout, and there were some questionable calls by by the coaching staff throughout the game that, I had too much. Uh, I thought it hurt them, mm-hmm. and also some great play calls. Too. Oh sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's get Tony. This has been the most ding-dongs we've ever had thrown at us in a day here. Uh, this has been amazing, the ding-dong traffic. People dropping them <laughs> in his own TV chat and everywhere else. We're trying to just keep up with all the ding-dongs here. Tony in Nashville next up with the ding-dong on Blaine and Mickey. Yes, uh, Lucas Vista. Guys. Good morning, guys. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Happy, or is it happy day. AFC yeah. champions. AFC champs, that's right. Oh, yeah. Tighten so, up. My, my ding-dong is the NFL for not giving the Titans their proper due. Mm-hmm. They're more worried about Mahomes losing and the Bengals winning than they were the Titans becoming number one in the NFL. Yeah. Why? Well, they've been tweeting about the know. Colts running back winning MVP. Thank yeah. you, Tony. Over and over, they did it again Sunday morning. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know why where this is all coming from. I, I have no idea. I don't know if it's uh, just because – they have uh, sexier players. And when I say that, I'm talking about bigger name guys. Now that the king is down, I think nationally, the national guys just kind of look at Tannehill as a serviceable quarterback. Uh, they're, they're not, uh, you, know, you know, fun to watch. So, you know, there's not a lot of points put on the board. I think all those things kind of play into it because it's really they're beating. You, you win it on the field. They they beat everybody. I mean, to to an extent, all the high profile teams. So, I think that's what it's all about here. You know, the Titans get to show out. I, I'm I'm cool with them doing that because that's going to keep my guys. I'm coaching a little bit of a little edgy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they they watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know they're getting disrespected. Uh, so yeah, let's lose that to our advantage. Oh, I love it too. Keep disrespecting yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Go we ahead. just keep chalking up the W's. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Keep chalking up the ding dongs. We'll do that in the final segment of the show. Lucas will share his with you. I will share mine. Uh, T and Nashville is on the line again. They're everywhere. Ding dongs are all around us. We'll uh, finish up this Monday show with more ding dong of the week. Your phone calls next. Blaine and Mickey, one zero four five. The zone. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5, The Zone, people weighing in on the uh, Zone TV chat uh, with ding-dongs right off the bat. Lonzo is ding-dong of the week is for people who say, let's expand the college football playoff games so we can see more games like this past weekend, says Lonzo. Top tier says ding-dong of the week is Aaron Schatz with his nonsense analytical system that the Titans would be considered the worst number one seed ever. Later, he reveals his system doesn't adjust for injuries. It's nonsense. Yeah, a lot of people calling him a, a ding dong. And then there was one uh, from uh, something about a burger. I, I, his name was cut off in the Zone oh, TV chat. About Whataburger? Uh, no, it was not Whataburger. Although they're about to open up in Middle Tennessee, I've yet to get my invite to the grand opening. He says, "I want to ding dong all of the Cleveland Browns for hyping up Jadavian the Clowny." No. Uh, John Michael says A.B. has to be the ding-dong of the week. He might be the ding-dong of the century. Yeah, he, he's the ding-dong of the season. We didn't, I didn't bring him up because I really I really wanted to, but I don't want to make fun of him because I know I'll probably go down that road. Uh, he, he actually, he, he's got to need help. I, I don't even – people were trying to make excuses for him initially that, oh, he had incentives in his country. Well, he still has one more week. He still could have got him incentives. Like three that catches? Make, that, that makes no sense. Yeah. Why did he get so upset? No, something right. Then he's going to drop an album or something later in the day. I, 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 look, 
just go get help. And then when I was listening to Tom Brady try to filter through how to answer that question, um, the uh, uh, <laughs> he, he sounded like he was in the fifth grade. Like, um, well, we're just praying for him. Yeah, and and, yeah. and, and hope uh, he is, uh, he's okay. <laughs> I was like, man, they put him in a bind there. <laughs> All right, we'll get to we'll get to Lucas and me real quickly. Let's run through these ding dong calls that we have on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. T in Nashville up next. Hello, T. Uh, hey, how y'all doing? Good. So look, <laughs> my ding dong is myself because I went on FanDuel and I put a six way parlay, and one of the, the parlays I thought to the Titans for some reason wasn't going to score more than thirteen points, mm-hmm. and I. Totally failed on that, and I would have hit for like six hundred dollars. <laughs> but I mean, it's okay because I'm glad they won by that much. It was supposed to win by that much, but I don't know why I was letting everybody tell me that the defense was going to stop the Titans. But yeah, that's it. So yeah. tighten up. Oh, okay. T throwing himself under the yeah, bus. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with himself, won't make the mistake again. He will not. Tom in Nashville <laughs> up next. I think he's got a bold prediction instead of a ding dong, but maybe bad. it will make a ding dong out of him. What's up, Tom? Hey, man, uh, what if we all fell on our lap Friday night, Saturday night, I mean, where KC gets upset by Denver at Mile High? I mean, they played them close. At mm-hmm. They did. They yeah. have a good defense, too, yeah. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Yeah, well, I, I mean, at this point, it, it, it doesn't matter. As right, long as the Titans beat win. the Texans, yeah, right. they're, then, uh, they're they keep the it moving. Because they, even if they the Chiefs win, it's tied, yeah. Titans win tiebreaker. Because they beat them head to head. Head to head. Sure you go. did. Uh, Greg in Columbia with a final ding dong on the phones today. What's up, Greg? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Doing great this afternoon. I want to say Happy New Year to all you guys. Right back at you. Wow. Hey, um, the, uh, my ding dong goes to the SEC officiating department. A <laughs> mm-hmm. um, couple, of, couple of points here. You might have seen the latest. Alabama game official came in with an Alabama bag around his neck. You don't do that as an official. And then the Auburn game against Alabama. We would have another team in the playoffs going for the championship next week than the Crimson Tide. Alabama had them on their own one-yard line in the end zone. Their quarterback goes back to pass. The right side of the line, lineman's got his arm wrapped around the neck of an Auburn rusher. And you know right behind where this picture was taken, right behind the quarterback, the referee is standing somewhere in that area. How did he miss? I mean, it was it, it stuck out like a sore thumb. That would have been a safety in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Auburn would have won that game if that would have happened. Boy, that was a, that was a heck of a game, man. That was a great game. But once again, there, you know, hey, guy might have slid and stayed in bounds. Whatever you put in the referee's hands, man, yeah. I just feel like you're you're doomed to, to lose. Yeah. Hey. Let's put this ding-dong in Lucas Panzika's hands. Uh, Lucas, Uh-oh. your ding-dong you got, you got, of the you week. Got your ding-dong in your hand. <laughs> well, to build off of that, um, my ding-dong are odds makers in Vegas for making Georgia the national championship favorite against oh, Alabama. Oh, yes, great one there. Two and a half points, have we, right? Two and a half points. Have we learned nothing? Have we learned nothing? Nick Saban has had to manufacture rat poison over the last couple weeks and somehow brainwashes players into thinking that they're underdogs against Cincinnati. He doesn't have to do it.
It's yummy rat poison again, like it was before <laughs> the SEC championship. <laughs> yummy, man. man. That was a great ding dong. And, and I, you know, I'm not a. This is why I don't bet because I don't understand that whole part. They beat them head to head. Why is Georgia still the favorite? Yeah, looking better in the in the semifinal, beating a better opponent because so Georgia did. But I agree with you. I mean. I, I I feel like Nick Saban gave him a call and said, hey, man, make sure you don't have us favored. Yeah. Make it even or us lose Oh, 100%. I mean, they're thrilled they're yeah. not favored. But come on. We, we did this like two, three weeks ago, people. They have to. I mean, come on. A final ding-dong for me. Oh, um, you got a final? Yeah, I hadn't given my ding-dong yet. Uh, so Isaiah Wilson. Who washed out uh, here? <laughs> washed out with the Dolphins. Got another chance with the Giants. Yeah, they got really low on offensive line, and this actually happened late last week. Their yeah, offensive man. line coach asked about how practice squad <laughs> offensive linemen <laughs> Isaiah Wilson has been behind the scenes as far as professionalism. His position coach said, "Next question." <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying things haven't changed? He's still a ding dong. Oh, Still wow. a ding dong. You get every chance, as you always say. If you're if you're first round pick, you get chance first, after chance after chance talent. after chance. It's a first round ding dong. Man, and guess what? He will always be a ding dong. <laughs> you get this many chances, you still haven't woke up. You need to go talk to AB. I couldn't resist. <laughs> go talk to AB, man. All right, we got to get out of here. Y'all got to go talk to 3HL because they are coming up next. So, man, beautiful Monday, Victory Monday. Woo! Yeah, no doubt. And as always, Mickey. You know it. We love you guys. Show do. Peace!